welcome to episode 113 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me today is special guest Susie Livingston, a senior product manager for IBM's enterprise social software platform. Susie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you could join us. This week, we're going to chat a little bit about the consumerization of enterprise software and the, the bring your own device trend, which is so prevalent today. Uh, this is a really unique time for the enterprise. As Mark Andreessen put it, software is eating the world. And, you know, that's uh, nowhere else as true as, uh, you know, in the enterprise and day-to-day -day work uh, of the knowledge worker. So there are a ton of interesting themes here, user experience, security, productivity, designing for mobile first, et cetera. But let's uh, dig in first with something that I, that I think, Susie, you know, really dovetails well with your expertise. And I'd like to get your opinion on what factors uh, product managers need to keep in mind as they're considering the ongoing consumerization of enterprise software. Ah, well, that's a great one to start off with. John, let me ask you a quick question. Do you use your mobile device to get your work done? Uh, all the time, you know, yeah. as much as possible. Oh, good. And is it your own mobile device, I presume? Well, it's uh, it's actually belongs to uh, Involution. And, you know, I use it for, uh, you know, a million phone calls, checking of email, uh, you know, you name it, uh, logging into Basecamp. Uh, there's there's an endless array of, of apps that I use to try to stay productive, uh, especially uh, when I'm on the road. Yeah, yep. Do you carry around too? You know, I have not been uh, in that position where, where I needed to carry two phones, but I've definitely gone to conferences with a phone and a tablet or a phone and a laptop or uh, a phone and a phablet, right? Those uh, really awkward-sized things that don't quite fit into a jacket pocket. Um, oh, yes, yes. The pain. Yeah, you can imagine how fun it is for people to carry around multiple devices, especially when uh, one of them has been dictated down to them. Um, you know, it's there's there's no um, straight answer when it comes to does a company go with BYOD or not? You know, my company has um, we've we've adopted this policy. It's been working out great for me. I love using my own device at work. Um, and there are some who prefer to have a, a company provided device. But when it comes to product management in this space, you know what we end up having to think about all of it, you know, the types of companies who will support a BYOD policy and the types of companies who won't. And it does actually affect some of the ways in which we'll go about supporting devices, how we're going to design for devices, um, what we're going to put on those devices and what people are experiencing with them. So I think one way to kind of start with this question is to think about, well, you know, why are companies adopting BYOD policies and why are they not? Um, I think for companies who are adopting them there, they want, there's this notion that if you are an employee of a company and you're using your own device, that you're going to be more productive. And it seems to make logical sense. You know, you, you have your own device that you are an expert at using, you know how to use it. Um, you don't have to learn something different. Uh, you're going to keep that device up to date. 
with new software because, you know, it's also your personal device. So maybe you want the latest security patches on your, on your own device. Um, you're, you're going to be the expert at using it and you're going to use it for your pleasure as well as for your work. So maybe we'll get more time out of you if you're using your own personal device. And uh, I think actually Forrester had done some study last year where they anticipated about 45 to 60 minutes per week was the employee time savings gained from, you know, using your own device anytime, anywhere. So there's certainly some notion that you could be a more productive employee if you're using your own device. And I think there's also a notion that you might be more satisfied if you're using your own device, that you don't have to carry around that second tool that you also right. have to make sure you have your battery on. Um, and, you know, when when there's one plug available and both of your devices are drained, which one's the first one you're going to run to charge, your work one or your personal one? Sure. So I think there's a little bit of that notion that um, employees' satisfaction is part of the equation um, but I think the other one that isn't quite um, as clear, is there really cost savings here? You know, is bringing, a, bringing your own device, are you actually going to save money? It seems like you're going to if you have your employees paying for their own devices. But, you know, in the end, does that really equate? So I think there's certainly some reasons why companies are going for it, but then there's some reasons why they're not. And I, you know, I, I've seen this with some of our own customers, you know, there's, um, caution around BYOD. There's, you know, security issues that companies are worried about. And there are certainly solutions out there to try to help mitigate that, um, with mobile device management software and others. Um, you know, but there's also this notion of like, well, where does the line get drawn between your personal data and your company data? You know, if I am uh, taking this call here that I'm uh, and I'm not at my company's campus, I'm somewhere else. Does my company know that? And can they use that information against me? And I think that's where some companies are are hesitant. So when it comes to being a product management manager in this space then, you know, we basically have to deal with the idea that we're going to have some customers who have their own BYOD policies, which means there's going to be a plethora of devices. We may not be able to dictate what kinds of devices people are going to be using. They're going to pick whatever one they prefer. Um, we're also going to have to support all sorts of configurations of those devices. So you want to go and make some modifications to, you know, your own personal device. Well, we may interact as software providers with some of the um, data that's on your device. And so as a result, we may not, you know, uh, we'll need to be able to support everything that you've done to that device. But then as a product manager in the space, we, you know, we also have the other side of the spectrum where there may be a more finite set of devices that, a company wants to support. And so we, you know, we too need to be aware of that and make sure that our software works well in those situations, even if they've chosen to go the path where they're providing their own devices. So we kind of have to plan for all of it um, and, you know, prioritize what what's the most important set for us. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, from, from an enterprise software vendor standpoint, I mean, how do you, how do you go about uh, prioritizing that and 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 sort of responding to this uh, 
to this ongoing trend in the sort of changing uh, work environment where, uh, as you noted, there's there's the possibility that you, you could have any device on, on your software now or, um, you know, you, you could have sort of a, a limited number, but still a lot more than uh, enterprise software has had to support in the past. Uh, so so how do you how do you address that issue? Well, I think part of it comes down to having the the processes in place to help us be more effective at supporting multiple devices. And what I mean by that is being faster, being able to, you know, create either apps or a web ex responsive web experience on the phone or on a device that, um, you know, gives people what they need wherever they are, whatever type of device they're using, but as, you know, get it out there as quickly as possible. Like, for example, we now, we have to deal with, you know, constant changes in the, um, operating systems of these devices. We have to deal with constantly responding to changes in the um, ways that these devices, the, the software works. So if we have new features that are brought out to um, a mobile operating system, we may want to take advantage of those features in our applications. And so then we need to get into a faster cadence of getting our um, apps updated in their respective app stores or getting our, uh, you know, web or responsive experience on, on the web, um, be able to reflect some of those capabilities. And so, you know, we, we have to do this, but at the same time, there's huge overhead, right? Like we, we still have to test and make sure that the quality is there for our software. So one of the strategies that we tend to use for prioritization is just getting a, a good solid sense of who our customers are, what's their target, um, what what kinds of devices are they using now? What are they targeting to use in the future? Um, and helping use that to guide our decisions because we simply can't, you know, support every device under the sun and new devices are coming out on a regular basis and new software for those devices are coming out on a regular basis. So we do have to, you know, understand where our market's going and be able to respond to them effectively. Yeah, that I, you know, for for a second there, I, I had a picture in my mind of uh, uh, needing to figure out how the software would work with the Apple Watch, right? And I, I know that's that's by no means an enterprise uh, level uh, device that would be expected uh, in this BYOD uh, era, but um, but maybe, why not? But maybe but why yeah. not? Yeah, like you know, we we. We're seeing more people. So, you know, as, as you mentioned in my intro, I, um, I'm a product manager for our enterprise social platform. And those who are using social technology at work, they, if they're using devices that integrate with their tablets or their uh, mobile devices, they expect that to, you know, integrate into their um, tools as well, just like you would expect from your consumer side tools. So, yeah, like we, the landscape's constantly changing and growing. Of course, you know, we look at, is this a trend? Is this going to continue on mm -hmm. this trend? Is this going to, um, you know, affect our user populations? And that does impact our, you know, decisions as to whether or not we're going to, you know, support certain new devices. Um, but, you know, I can certainly see that that's uh, an area of, uh, of everybody's got their eyes on at the moment. Sure. So, so do you see a time when enterprise software is 
is going to need to be mobile first in its user experience strategy? Is that is that moment already here? Is it coming soon? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, for us, it, it definitely is here. Um, we have been, um, you know, mobile first in our design of our experience for um, quite some time now. Um, I think that it it's extremely positive for us, but it also comes with, you know, there's, there's, you know, again, no magic bullet. There also comes with it some, you know, caveats that we have to be uh, aware of and be concerned with. Um, you know, I think what mobile first has brought us in terms of our design is it's taught us to be really lean, um, you know, focus on what you're, you know, as a product manager, what is your product doing well? What is it meant to do? What do you want your um, users experience to be about what figure that one thing out, you know, is it, we have a tendency and you may have seen this with other enterprise tools and even some consumer tools to, to try to do everything imaginable mm -hmm. and you can't do everything really, really well. And what mobile has made us do is say, what is that core use case you're going after and nail it. And once you've nailed it, maybe at that point you want to introduce um, additions to that experience that will help fulfill a separate use case or a, a growth of that original use case. That's way different thinking for from traditional enterprise software where, you know, we've got lists of thousands of features that our customers have been asking for. We need to implement as many of them as we can, shove as much in as we can, and then they'll be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, in this case, their expectations are changing too. They want a elegant experience that gets them what they need. So mobile first has definitely helped us to, you know, focus on being more lean. On the flip side, it presents a number of constraints when you're designing. So you can't really think about the full, um, you know, the full 25 set of use cases that you might want to accomplish. You really do need to think in a constrained way. And of course, that means you know, you, you don't get to wait on solving those, you know, problems that creep up at the beginning. You need to solve them now. If you don't know what's the next step your user is supposed to take in this workflow of, you know, maybe I want to, um, you know, type in a message and then I also need to get approval on this content. How am I going to do that within the scope of this mobile application? If you don't know what that next step is, you can't move forward. Um, you know, I think that those constraints are make it harder for us at the beginning, make it more challenging. But if we answer those questions up front and we gain agreement and consensus from those who are working with us on building these products that this is the right direction for it, it makes a much stronger base to start from. So I, I think mobile first, you know, has helped us um, in terms of our product development strategy, but it also has helped us keep our products focused and and in turn provide a better experience for those who are using them. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds right. So I want to shift gears a little bit because we, we've talked about, um, you know, enterprise uh, user experience and, and software uh, from the perspective of, of, you know, systems and, and software that are, you know, taking on these uh, consumerization issues and, and the BYOD issues. But there are some, uh, we, we've seen in the marketplace, some really successful upstarts that 
that are, uh, you know, sort of start with a blank slate, right? Uh, like uh, uh, Trello or Box or Slack, where they've, they're, they're really enterprise software with a consumer perspective from the very beginning. Um, and I know that's sort of a blanket statement, so forgive me um, for missing some of the nuance there. But it, is that where enterprise software needs to go? So, so starting with that, um, you know, uh, that core idea or that um, uh, lean, uh, lean UX mobile focus idea at, at, at the beginning and then, and then sort of building on that rather than starting from sort of the grander um, scheme that was often where enterprise software began. Yeah, so you're you're gonna not love my answer because it's right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I do think that um, there's certainly a, a a desire to keep applications focused on a use case, something that that users going to gain benefit from, and they're going to be better off using your tool for. And I think tools that you see emerging now, some that you've mentioned, um, many that have emerged over the the last ten years. You know, the what they're teaching all of us in enterprise social technologies is it's okay to do one thing and do it really well. Whereas I think a lot of us on the enterprise vendor side have said, well, we can't just do one thing; we've got to do everything, and that has you know, really fractured our user experiences, made made our tools challenging for um, people to pick up and understand how to gain benefit from. Sure, they're powerful, but it, only to those who really know how to use them. So what I love about the, the trend that's happening with, um, with application mobile apps now and with tools that are focused on business productivity is they are, they're saying it's okay to do that one thing, do it well, and if we can do that well, we can grow. Um, I I love the return to how people really work. You know, we we really work by talking to each other. We really work by connecting and collaborating. That's how work really gets done. Yes, there's a lot of business process that's involved. Yes, there's a lot of um, desire to, you know, make sure that we've hit certain milestones. Yes, there's approvals that still need to happen. The business still has to run. Um, and I think that that can still happen, even though you are perhaps providing a leaner, more focused experience. What I think this makes us need to focus in on is not, well, I need to make an app for this. I need to make an app for that. I need mm -hmm. to make an app for this. But I have this infrastructure. I have as an enterprise vendor, I have all of the capabilities that I need to give to you, Mr. End user, Miss End user, you know, what you need to be successful in your business and in your job. Why is it, you know, what's getting in the way of you using that? And if it means that there's a, um, you know, a focus on a specific process that I know you're involved in and I can make my software easier for you to pick up and understand and just provide you that experience. I don't need to give you all of the underlying features, just give you the things that you need to do. I think there is a desire for that by enterprise users and certainly enterprise buyers want to buy the full platform. So there's this, um, where we where we can do better and where we are working to provide a better experience is take all of that um, 
the needs of the enterprise, the security, the manageability, and then provide that niched experience to the users based on what they are looking to accomplish. And I think that will help go a long way to enterprise adoption um, of technologies that um, are, let's say, deemed for use by the corporation, but will also make their users happy because they are able to accomplish the goals that they're looking for. And frankly, provide a fun experience while doing it so that the culture is still, um, you know, a part of the tools that you use. It isn't a separate part of your experience day to day. Right. So, so last question of, of, uh, the day here, um, how are you seeing companies, uh, manage this migration uh, from from enterprise software, sort of as it was, to this new consumerized paradigm. You know, uh, what are the things that uh, that that you're seeing, sort of, in, in the field as 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 companies take this on? Yeah, I think almost all the companies that I've worked with have gone through some phases um, when they're about to, you know, move to BYOD. Um, things like, uh, you know, typically they start by doing some planning. Um, you know, how are they going to introduce this trend? You know, what kinds of devices do they expect? What kinds of software are they going to provide for their employees? Are they going to provide their own app catalog like we do? Are they going to um, use a mobile device management software? So they go through a phase of planning. Um, they go through a phase of communicating, you know, what's the results of those plans. And then they go into, you know, support and they really need to support their employees. They can't um, go to BYOD and then say, you know, you having trouble using those apps for work? Sorry, we can't help you out. They, they have to be willing to invest in providing support so that their, you know, people have enough, um, uh, confidence in using those tools at work and be able to be effective on them. So I think most of them have gone, you know, through this, um, planning phase, communications phase, and then support phase where they, um, you know, see the need to have ongoing, um, modifications of their policies with the, reg with regards to new devices that are coming out and new software that's coming out and as to whether they're going to support those in their environments or not. Right. Susie, thanks so much for talking about, uh, enterprise software and, and the BYOD movement with us today. I appreciate it. My pleasure, John. And hopefully you will always have power at hand when you're using your device for work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, may, yeah, maybe so. Um, <laughs> listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to the digitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. -T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Susie, how can listeners get in touch with you? Ah, great question. Um, I'd love for you to get in touch with me on Twitter. Um, my 
Twitter um, handle is Susie, S-U-Z-I-E Livingston, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. Terrific. So that's it for episode 113 of The Digital Life. I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.